Welcome to Terra Crumbs, the Terra show by the community for the community. I'm Eli with Amani and Poppy. But before we get started, Terra Crumbs is for informational and educational purposes only. Nothing in the show is advice. Nothing we say is an inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. Do your own research and consult with professionals. We have Jimmy on, um, big member of the community. Jimmy, how are you doing? Yo, doing good. How's it going? We're, we're all we're all doing fantastic. It's been it's been a week, um, and big things are happening. That's all I got. Yeah, we missed Imani last week. Imani, what were you up to? Wait, I was around last week. You canceled because of the war. Oh well, the week before you were out. <laughs> <laughs> I was at so yeah, I was at East Denver. Um, so I couldn't make it. That was a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of TFL people. Um, I got to meet some community members. Yeah, it was a good time. I guess, I mean, Jimmy, in like 60 seconds, how oh would you describe how you got into crypto? Oh, man. Okay. Um, in 60 seconds. Okay. Um, started a little business, uh, made a bit more money than I thought I would, enough that I was playing around with how to invest it to make more than 0.1%. All of a sudden, found myself uh, spending more and more time in Telegram groups, Twitter groups, Discord groups. And then before I knew it, uh, here I am working for the moon full time. There you go. 60 seconds. Nice. What kind, of, what kind of, if you don't mind, what kind of business did you uh, start? Yeah, so I, start, I taught myself how to program. And then um, my little niche was in like building bots for real estate investors. So what I would do is like, scrape data from courthouse records like from the county clerk and the district clerk and like pretty much find problem properties that ones that real estate investors would want to like come in and really do like serious fix and flips and that was worth a lot of of money to them so me building this these bots for them was also worth a lot of money so that, that was a little like side gig that i was doing that uh led me to where i am today yeah oh very nice wow so you were like law police something like that i mean it was like very i don't know like in the weeds kind of like using some of those um i don't know like very niche like growth hacking skills just like get at things that no one has ever really looked at or like systemized in a certain way and um yeah like definitely some of that has kind of carried over into like what i've been able to do in the terror community for sure Oh, that's really cool. Um, so I think two weeks ago, Poppy, or maybe three weeks ago, um, Poppy kind of went over your, I think, prism calculator. And then he also yeah. said that he was potentially wrong in a few ways. Um, Poppy, oh, do you yeah. want to say anything about that? I, I was I was totally wrong. And I owe Jimmy an apology. Um, there, there is, and, and I think it, it underscores an issue where, not necessarily an issue, but just uh, it's the complexity of prism is you know, there, there's a lot of aspects to it <clears throat> that I think, you know, it'd be good to maybe talk about um, on today's show. Um, so kind of getting into PRISM, um, I like the 60 seconds theme, but I don't want to do that to you, Jimmy. So could, could you just give us a, a quick overview of what PRISM is and what you guys are trying to solve? Yeah, so I think like the tagline is that we're able to, PRISM allows you to refract like yield bearing tokens, right? And we're starting with Luna. So if you put Luna into one of our vaults, we're able to split it up into a principal token and a yield token. 
And, you know, that word principal token has triggered a lot in the community and we can get into that a little bit later. Um, but essentially like at its core, that's what it does, right? And then some of the other infrastructure that we've um, set up around that kind of just facilitates and increases the utility of like these two principal and yield bearing tokens. Um, and I guess like the, the main thing that it allows you to do is speculate only on this principal token and also speculate only on um, the, the, the worth or the price of the yield that Luna brings in. Um, and that's been a lot of fun to kind of just like witness and see the community just kind of like hash it out with their beliefs on what they think one is worth versus the other. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, in a nutshell, that, that's what PRISM is. When you say refract, just because I've heard that word a lot and I don't really understand what it means in the prism context, do you mean that it just splits? Yeah, it's like a little bit more detail. When, when you, when you, when you give us one of your Luna tokens to refract, what's really happening behind the scenes is that this Luna is being uh, staked with one of our seven uh, validators, and then it's it's creating a receipt token called C Luna, and then that's being stored away. And it essentially refracts that and gives you one P Luna and it gives you one Y Luna, right? Um, the P Luna, essentially you can just speculate with it, buy it, hold it, trade it. You can LP with it. Um, and then for Y Luna, you can put it right now into a, a staking vault that essentially gives you your normal um, Luna staking yields. Um, as well as airdrops, right? And the interesting thing that it allows you to do now is like, if you're only interested in the yield of Luna, you can essentially get it at a fraction of the cost. I think it's like maybe around like 70, 75% or so. Um, yeah, so you can buy one Y Luna for 75% of the price of one Luna, but still get the cash flow that it, it uh, one Luna is generating. Interesting. So <clears throat> I want to get more into what the P assets represent, because um, I think there's a lot more interesting speculation around the P assets. So in your perspective, yeah. what do you see the function of P assets as? <clears throat> like, why would I want to buy P Luna instead of Y Luna? Why would you want to? Okay. Uh, I think as a user, it's mostly just on like speculation, right? Like, but what like, are you, I agree with you. Like, so so, what are you speculating on? Though? Are you because it's not necessarily like speculating on the price action of Luna. I mean, I think that has some aspects of it. That is some aspect yeah. of it. But um, what's really interesting, we've seen over the past couple of days, is Luna hit ninety five, and I think P Luna was trading at like fourteen, and now like today P Luna is at like seventeen, but Luna price is going down. So like. It, it's really interesting to see the dynamics of these of these the price action of these tokens like do you have any like comment on that like when when you yeah, buy yeah. Luna, are you buying it for the volatility are you like yeah like the, it's real utility is essentially being able to unlock one luna from our vaults right and being able to slow burn it and get it back to one luna like right now that's it's really its only utility is just unlocking the true luna um and as a user that's probably not like that interesting to you right like yeah like our i've kind of like on the side kind of joked that it's not 
it's it, it's more uh, appropriate to call it right now like protocol Luna, because as a protocol, it's more interesting for us as Prism to hold that P Luna, because it means we can indefinitely lock one Luna inside our protocol at a fraction of the cost, right? So like, let's just say, you know, Luna's at 100, P Luna's at, I don't know, like $15 or something like that. That means we can lock in one Luna in our protocol forever for only 15% of like the entire cost of one Luna, right? So that's why I've been kind of calling it like potentially like protocol Luna. And there are other parties out there that would benefit or like their mission is to, or it's valuable to them to reduce the amount of liquid uh, circulating like Luna, right? So if, if that's part of your mission or valuable to you, you're able to leverage that by purchasing P Luna as a protocol or yeah, as some, as some kind of project or potentially a DAO um, to, to, to hold P Luna and take Luna out of circulation forever. What's a, what's a good example of that? Like what's an example of someone who would want to want to lock it forever? Yeah. So, I mean, I know we're going to talk about Anchor and like the, the proposals later on with like, with like retrograde, right? Mm-hmm. And their, I think their tagline is like, oh, we're the, we're the governance key or like key to governance or something like that. Yeah. So in the future, we have plans to essentially allow P Luna uh, holders to vote on, um, on tariff proposals, right? And it opens you up to like essentially allow allow you to be bribed as P Luna holders for potentially a proposal, right? Like yeah. I know like currently I think the tick I think the tick protocol team has gotten quite a bit of um, like I guess feedback and criticism from the community, but if they were like really close on their proposal, maybe they just needed like a little bit more to get them past the line to pass. They could essentially like buy up a bunch of P Luna and vote for themselves, or they could bribe P Luna holders and like push themselves over the line to get like a yes. Right. And that's valuable to them because, you know, their proposals were like 3 million US dollars. Right. So yeah, those are some examples. Uh, so, so you can essentially buy governance power for a fraction, a fraction of, of the, the cost. cost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Interesting. But at the same time, like if you were just like this massive whale, you could buy up a shit ton of P Luna and eventually these Y Luna holders are going to want to sell their Luna. And, you know, they're basically, if they're not able to get, well, they have two options. They could either sell against the AMM or they could get a P Luna token and combine it with, with the Y Luna token, convert it into C Luna and then unstake it from Prism. So, yep. I mean, if you were a, a big actor and you wanted to kind of squeeze these Y Luna holders, you could just buy a shit ton of P Luna. So I think like originally when Prism was launched, I think like the main use case that I saw was people leveraging Y Luna to basically get leverage yield on their Luna. But now like looking at it, I, I actually see that kind of as risky because if you were to, if you were to, you know, try to get a leverage Y Luna position, you'd be selling your P Luna at you know, whatever it is, like 10, 10, 15% of, of the Luna price or 20%, whatever. Um, so your risk there is if, 
you know, if the P Luna price goes up, then you're either going to have to buy higher or your Y Luna is going to depreciate. It's, it's very interesting dynamics. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause you're like capped out, right? Like if you, if you split a Luna token into your P and Y and then you wanted like more yield perhaps, then right now you're selling, you know, the, 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 the P Luna is not buying you a lot more Y Luna. Right. And this, there's, there's a ceiling to between what the Luna price is now and what Y Luna price is priced at. So there's a lot more downsides currently for Y Luna than there are upsides. Um, so, you know, if, if you're looking at purchasing Y Luna, looking at, you know, increasing your yield through Y Luna, you really have to take a look at like your price exposure to potential, you know, uh, correction or reversion on the price of um, Y Luna for sure. So how does the, how does the yield accrue to Y Luna holders? Yeah. So this is kind of an interesting mechanic. So I think if you look back at um, B Luna and maybe like six months ago, I think one of the most popular ways and risk-free ways to stack your Luna was to LP the B Luna Luna pair on TerraSwap, right? Like it was getting a lot of activity. I think it was like, 20, 30%, sometimes uh, even more. But when you when you LP that pair, the UST that's supposed to be claimable by your B Luna is, is just like lost in the void. No one is claiming it. Like the person that is supposed to be able to claim that is the smart contract holding like the B Luna and the Luna pair, right? And I don't think there's a way for TerraSwap to essentially claim that UST. Um, so... So instead of having it go to waste, what we've done with Prism and the yield coming from Y Luna, essentially what we do is we look at, you look at our Luna vault. There's, I don't know, like almost 2 million Luna in there right now. Let's just say, for example, only half of that, like 1 million Y Luna is being staked in the Y Luna staking contract pool. So when someone goes to claim the reward or the bot goes to claim the reward, it just checks, hey, how, many, how much Y Luna is in that pool? Um, we'll just give you an equivalent amount of 1 million worth of rewards goes to that Y Luna pool, right? And then the rest goes totally to accruing rewards for X Prism holders. So none of the, none of the UST or none of the rewards are going to waste as in, uh, like uh, as you see in the B Luna Luna pair on TerraSwap and same with the, the pair on Astroport as well. Um, yeah, so that, that's essentially how like staking rewards are accruing, not only to Y Luna, uh, when you stake your Y Luna, but also back to X Prism holders. Hmm. Interesting. So, so does, when you stake your Y Luna, does 100% of the yield go to you, essentially, your portion? So, yeah, so there's 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 a couple of fees, right? So whatever the I think most of the all of the validators that we delegate the Luna to, they're capped out at five percent commission, and then the protocol Prism protocol takes ten percent. So if the if the Luna if the Y Luna is staked into either the Y Luna staking vault or like in our upcoming Prism vault, ten percent of the fees are going back to X Prism holders. And that's how, that's why you see like 
I think we're at like maybe 30, 40% APR in X-PRISM right now without any kind of emissions. Um, yeah, so like there's the fee from the validator and then there's a fee also from um, like the PRISM protocol as a whole and it's a 10% fee. Okay, cool. So so like if I were a Yluna holder and I were to LP against PRISM, you know, obviously I'm not getting that yield. That yield goes back to X-PRISM. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm earning PRISM token as an incentive of holding that LP position. Soon you will when we incentivize the LPs. Right now we have zero incentive, zero emissions. So the only PRISM that's like out there in the world right now is from the treasury that that used some PRISM to bootstrap the pools and then the PRISM that was released from our launch forge event. So cool. you got, yeah, that's that, that was one of the things. So you have no emissions going out. So how are you incentivizing liquidity? We're not. We're not incentivizing. So yeah, like we're not and incentivizing any liquidity. Is, is, and you just, you haven't had to? Or like, how does that work? Yeah, so one of the things that we looked at was um, like a target slippage for certain certain trades. So either one of our strategic partners like hashed or... Uh, jump came in to provide the liquidity to facilitate trading, or we uh, also subsidize it with uh, with the treasury. So that's kind of where it's at now. Um, but soon we'll be looking to incentivize these pools and allow folks to earn additional like prism emissions. Um, and then we'll also be you know providing like from the strategic partner side, we'll also be providing additional liquidity to these pools. So um, yeah, people can take advantage of more of the arbitrage opportunities that occur. So why, you know, if it's working well for you now without having to emit any tokens, why change it? Yeah, that's a good point. I think like um, once we get like the strategic partners on board to figure out like how much liquidity they're going to add, um, we're going to target some APR, like pretty low. You, you won't see anything like you know, 100, 200% or anything like that. It'll be just modest to incentivize. Like if you want to do something with your P Luna prism or you want to do something extra with like your Y Luna prism, like you're able to. Yeah, almost as a place that, that people, so they have something, so they can make it at least, they can make it somewhat more productive. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's, you know, it's all built out. It's a matter of like just enabling it on the back end, you know, and enabling it on the front end as well. So one thing I noticed, Jimmy, um, I've spent a lot of time parsing transactions on the Terra blockchain, as you can imagine. Um, and I noticed that Prism, uh, they're using their own decks, but I mean, I, I, I've built parsers for like TerraSwap and Loop and Astroport, and they're all the same, except for Prism. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if you guys, are you planning to do anything special with your decks? Like what, what's going on there? Did you guys build that yourself? Is it for yeah, like TerraSwap so... or... Yeah, it is a fork of TerraSwap, and um, I'm not exactly quite sure why we added some additional uh, layers to, you know, the messages or like the simulation. So everything is not perfectly like parsed on extraterrestrial finder, especially like the like the distrib like the distribution rewards message, it looks kind of weird. And a lot of the stuff that's going on is missing from there. Um, I'm not exactly quite sure um, like the intricacies or like the architecture and why we did it that way. Perhaps it's like to support 
um, the LP tokens that we'll be splitting, the P assets we'll be splitting, or potentially like the IBC assets that we'll be splitting. Uh, but yeah, like it, it is just slightly different uh, than TerraSwap and like the other DEXs that we have. So does Prism plan to expand their offerings to other types of yield-bearing derivatives? I saw a thread recently from Bitcoin Sage talking about um, like yield-bearing positions like that use Mars vaults or I, I don't know. It was really going down the rabbit hole. Um, can you can you maybe share anything like as to what your plans are to maybe expand the use case of uh, of Prism? Yeah, I think like I think if I could get people to understand like splitting LP tokens, that'll be that'll be amazing, right? Like I know like it, it took me it even took me a while to like wrap my head around like what the hell is going on here, um, but I think right after right after our prism farm event like that's one of the top things that we'll be working on splitting lp tokens right so lp tokens are i think most people believe that they are a yield bearing asset but when you parse it into like its principal token and its yield bearing token things can get a little bit fuzzy so like on the principal side when you split an LP token on the principal side, you're gonna only have exposure potentially to the price of these two tokens, as well as the impermanent loss of the two tokens of that LP position, right? And then on the other side, the yield LP token will be exposed to the swap fees, as well as the emissions for that particular LP pair. So like, for example, let's just look at like, I don't know, like the Anchor UST LP uh, on Ashraport. So when you split up this token um, on the PLP side, you're only getting exposure to the tokens, their price potentially, and the impermanent loss that comes with the PLP side. And I know like that's the side that people hate the most, right? Like when they're LPing stuff, like getting exposed to the impermanent loss like sucks. Yeah. So I 100% expect the PLP to be priced very low compared to the, the other portion. So for the yield LP side, what we'll do is give you the emissions. So you'll get like the anchor rewards, you'll get the astro rewards that's claimable, but also the swap fees. So we'll be able to calculate um, how much essentially your LP position was worth at one point versus at another point. And then we'll just essentially burn, um, withdraw and burn the swap fees and give you access to the yield from the swap fees. Um, yeah, so that's like splitting LP tokens into their like two parts. And I expect like the YLP side to be highly valued because uh, if it's not like if it's if it's if it's split down the middle like 50 50 that means you could essentially sell your plp side get another yield lp token and you'd be essentially doubling your apr and if you double your apr and start compounding that like your your apy is just going to go through the roof right it's going to be insane um so that's why I think like the YLP is going to be worth quite a bit compared to the other ones. 
I feel like uh, Prism is actually just like a psyop to make me feel like I'm stupid. <laughs> Same. <What> the... <laughs> so, I'm trying to figure out. Okay. It, it, like everything you said makes sense, but like the imp, where I always struggle with Prism is like, okay, then what? You know what I mean? I honestly, Imani, my and, opinion uh, here is that it's all a big experiment and we'll just see how it plays out. <laughs> so but, let me yeah. ask. So that's a good question though, Jimmy. Like, do you guys know what's like, is is that how you guys feel on the inside too? Like we're going to push these things out in the world and then just see what kind of crazy shit happens? Or yeah. Like... I mean, that's a lot of it, you know, like a lot of things okay. like you're just unsure, like how the market's going to react, but like we can at the extremes we can kind of predict like hey what the hell is going to happen right like similar to what we spoke about earlier on like oh if the p like the principal token for luna drops too low then certain actors can come in and they're incentivized to do interesting things same thing for like splitting the lp token right like normal yeah. users we're all gonna want like the yield lp token and we're gonna want to be able to like essentially leverage farm with this component Whereas, you know, if the PLP goes to like a dollar or like 2% or 5% or whatever, then you have like Ashraport, like Sage and Jose and the guys over at Ashraport say like, okay, you mean we can use our treasury and lock up liquidity on Ashraport for only 5% versus having to buy the entire LP token? So it makes a lot of sense, like for protocols at the level to protocols and DAOs to step in at like these extremes to, to buy up and lock up these tokens. God damn it. It's like a fucking endless. It's like a infinite loop of thought experiments. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> I honestly to... like, I feel like if yeah. prism was a movie, it would be inception. Like that's exactly how I feel. The hall of mirrors. Yeah. And like, yeah, and we have some magic tricks coming up for the prison farm. So be ready for that one. So what if you so so help me with this then? Let's okay, so okay. what is someone has have you seen someone like find an interesting use case for like P Luna then right now? Like have you seen something novel and cool that surprised you? Um or do you or do you think it's gonna take the governance stuff to happen before you see that? I think, I think one thing that's going to be coming up pretty quick is um, I don't know if you guys have covered edge protocol at all on the, on the, on the show. No, we haven't. We should though. So edge protocol is like, so it'll be, I think, I think Mars will be our third money market, right? So you can think of anchors, our first money market. I think edge will be considered like our second money market and Mars will be our third. But the thing that makes edge interesting is that, they want to be a money market market, right? So they want to be like, they just want like everyone to have their own money market. So instead of, um, instead of like just having Mars control all of the revenues and X Mars holders getting all the revenue, Edge is saying like, oh, terabytes can have their own money market and the interest generated can go to terabytes. And of course, like they have their Genesis pull up and, and they're receiving rewards on that one. But um, Terabytes can have their own. Poppy can have his own money market. You know, like GT can have their own money market. Um, but for Prism, I think it's super interesting 
if we have our own money market and we're able to post P Luna up as something that you can borrow and lend, right? Um, so you'll like folks can supply their P Luna and people can borrow the P Luna to go do some stuff with, or they can sell it to short it, or they can do just like whatever they want. But it gives, I think, P Luna the needed utility. Like right now, we don't have much for it until like the meta governance thing kind of launches. But at least with like Edge, um, it gives P Luna something to essentially it becomes like you're generating now, but as the P Luna token. Fascinating. <clears throat> so, Imani, the way I understand it is P Luna <laughs> is, is priced based on a number of different factors that we don't fully understand yet. Um, you know, some of it being the price of Luna, but the other factor being the sell pressure of Luna and the people wanting to exit Y Luna positions. Like, and there's probably way more like depth to it than just that. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I still don't fully like wrap my head around it. I understand it, but like, I just don't understand all the implications there. Now, and um, there, and I don't want to like, yeah, I don't want to belabor the point, but like, this has become, for those who don't know, this has become like a debate within the community, right? And there are people on both sides of it. And I think I saw that like Sefi, who, if you spent more than 10 minutes on Twitter, you've seen one of his Twitter spaces. Um, isn't he like accumulating P Luna? Is he going to be the guy who like corners the market on P Luna, like the Hunt Brothers with silver and, you know, drives up the price or like, there, there are people who like still who, who still believe that the P Luna is actually the more valuable piece, right? Yeah, I think like right now, I mean, we even have like P Luna Dow has like created a Twitter account, and then like they're all anonymous, right? Like, I think Prism Watcher is a super interesting Twitter account. Like, he's going yeah. super deep and like sleuthing through accounts and like finding out whose vesting account is whose and like. Uh, saying things that we can't say is the, like part of the Prism team. Um, we've got like this P Luna DAO coming up, the Y Luna DAO has come up, and behind the scenes, it's like, dude, they're all saying like interesting and good things, and it's like, who, who, which one of you guys are is running this account? Because um, I can say none of them is me, none of them <laughs> is me, um, and I just like don't know. It's like. Is it Hyperion? Is it Ryan? Is like, what's going on here? But yeah, like there's there's a lot of debate going on and, and people are, you know, in, invested in their bags. So they're chilling and um, educating where they can. And, and um, but yeah, it's like, it's all in this, like this little ecosystem of a protocol, not even like, you know, Terra wide. So it's been really interesting to kind of witness. That's really cool. Excellent. Um, so we have been talking about Prism for about forty minutes, and I think I've I think I've learned slightly more than I knew before. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I, let's wrap this up with one one final like topic around Prism um, is the value capture. So a couple episodes ago, we pulled up the calculator and we we looked at some of the X Prism value capture based on you know if you know, uh, Prism has as much uh, Luna as, as Anchor, you know, this is how much it would earn. Jimmy, can you maybe just cover that on a high level? Yeah, for sure. Like right now we have a bunch of value capture mechanisms, right? Like from the Luna in our vaults, from, 
the swap fees that occur on our decks. And we have a, a few features coming up like limit orders for any pairs. Um, for our LP tokens, we'll be collecting fees. Pretty much like anything, every way that you interact with the protocol will be attracting a little bit of fees. And as people debate on like, which one is better than the other, P Luna or Y Luna, or essentially speculate like all the while X Prism, Prism and X Prism holders are just like sitting back and accruing all of these fees, right? Um, and that's kind of like the beauty of being able to hold X Prism. Like it's generating fees now, it's not coming from emissions at all. Um, and if I could just plug real quick, like the Prism farm that's coming up, it will have the best yields on Luna that you have seen in quite a while. Like I think right now, people are a bit surprised because Anchor has gone on a run. And because Anchor has gone on a run, that means like the NLuna token, the yields from the NLuna vault from Nexus has like shot up to like 13% or 13.5%. And currently that's the best yield that you can get um, on Luna. But when a Prism farm launches, and it's gonna be launching early next week, it'll have the best yields that you've seen. And for the yields to come down to a reasonable level, anywhere between 10 million to 20 million Luna needs to be in our vaults. And if 20 million Luna is in our vaults, then there's gonna be a whole bunch of value capture flowing back to X Prism holders. So that's kind of like the goal of our Prism farm next week, get Prism into the hands of a bunch of people, provide the best yields for Luna there is out there. And consequently, we'll be able to lock in a bunch of TVL uh, for the protocol and X Prism holders are going to win. Cool. Yeah. I'm fucking front running this show right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, anchor, I'm anchor borrowing. <laughs> Eli, take your time. <laughs> I just got chills. All right, so that's cool. That's uh, good stuff on Prism. I think that, I mean, like, like at, at a bare minimum, it'll give people like something to go down the rabbit hole on. Um, Dude, I'm uh, to on try it. to I learn more. I think I think we're being front run right now. I mean, I, I've been watching the prices because that's all I do. But like, Prism's up five cents since we started recording this. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Who is it? Eli's been quiet. I bet it's Eli. <laughs> I just put well, all of my net worth into Prism. I split it between Y Luna and P Luna. I'm gonna be a millionaire by the end of tonight. <laughs> end of tonight. Uh, so, uh, I, so we should talk. The other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Anchor Protocol because obviously it's a cornerstone of the Terra ecosystem. It's the most important protocol we have. Um, and everyone has known for a while now we need to do something about, number one, the sustainability of it. And, and I think part of that is more collateral types. But the other thing is, is there a way to fix Anchor Token um, so that it makes the, so that it, it captures more value, right? Like Jimmy just spent a lot of time talking about value capture for Prism Token. And the Anchor Token is still kind of like this relic. It feels like you would say like a relic from years ago, but this was what the main this governance token uh model that anchor has is is you know it was novel a year and a half ago um so there were two proposals that hit the hit the uh, community over the last couple of weeks 
one of them, what I thought I would do, Poppy, you said you didn't have time to like go through and read these things, right? So what I thought I would do is give like a summary and then we'll talk about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, so one of them came from retrograde money and they're actually building a protocol um, that's going to help enable governance on, um, on Terra. I don't know exactly what that means, but they, they put a proposal out on a way to um, make the anchor token more valuable. And it, it's kind of like a curve type model. So the idea is that you could, instead of staking the anchor token and, um, you know, being able to use it for governance, um, they want to add value to it so that you can vote escrow the token. So you can lock it for a certain period of time. And the people who have vote locked their anchor um, get to vote on how anchor emissions are directed toward different collateral types. So maybe, you know, more of the anchor commissions uh, emissions could go to like B Luna or B ETH. I don't think it's like a huge deal right now because it's the same liquid staking derivative provider that's providing both of the collateral types on Terra, but or on Anchor. But I think where this could start adding a lot of value for Anchor is, say you want to encourage as many different collateral types as possible. That could even mean you know different liquid staking derivative providers for the same type of collateral like ETH. Like ETH, for example, has Lido, Rocket Pool, and many more. Um, you know, obviously, the people who are providing that staking derivative, um, they want to incentivize as many people as possible to use their staking derivative and to put it in Anchor so that it's you know locked up there. And so, ultimately, over time, they might start buying Anchor tokens, vote locking them, and then directing the Anchor emissions toward their specific uh, piece of collateral. So it's kind of like a way, I, th I think it's a clever way to give the anchor token more value without breaking or changing how anchor works for the end user. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> I guess my opinion of this is it's actually kind of like a trend in the space where a lot of protocols are moving towards this model. Um, more recently, we saw an exchange on Phantom solidly uh, was launched, and I believe it was an Andre Cronje. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, Andre Cronier. Cronier uh, project, um, where basically it was a DEX that was launched with a yield farm, where the yield farm was, you know, accruing these vote lock tokens in order to incentivize certain pools, and then on top of that, there's like other protocols that are accruing this these vote lock tokens and, and voting for incentives on the yield farm, which is voting for incentives on solid solidly. Um, <clears throat> so I definitely think that's like where, where a lot of these governance models are going. Um, Amani, you mentioned there was another proposal for anchor. Are, are these yes. both like working together or are they separate no. proposals and the community needs to pick one or the other. They're separate proposals, but they kind of target different sides. And so you could potentially implement both, but I would say the second one is a little more controversial. So let me talk about that one and then maybe we can all talk about them all together. So sure. the second one comes from Arca and Polychain Capital and they're targeting 
they're trying to to add more ank value capture on the earn side so their proposal is that the yields you get from anchor will be paid out 85% in UST and 15% in ank tokens so for example if you were getting you know the 20% rate that we get now um, you know for every $100 you would get you know, $7 of UST in a year and $3 worth of ANK tokens in the year. Now, you wouldn't actually get, so so it is a little bit confusing, but the yield that you would get would be determined by your willingness to lock that ANK emission for a period of time. So say, for example, you're going in and you've got $100 and you want to deposit it and earn. Imagine that you have, when you do that, you have one more step that says, how long do you want to lock the 15% ANK portion of your emissions? And depending on how long you choose to lock it, say never, or you don't want to lock it at all, you want to get your ANK immediately as you earn it, your rate would only be 12%. You wouldn't get the full 20%. Um, in order to get the full 20%, you would have to lock it up to the, like for 12 months from the time that you earn it. So the idea there is that a portion of the, the yield is paid in ANK tokens and those, those ANK tokens get locked up for a long time and you don't get the full 20% unless you're willing to not only take a portion of your, your, uh, your, your yield in Anchor, but also lock that portion of it for a longer period of time. And I think, you know, this can be much more problematic because then it, it kind of turns you know, it turns what was meant to be, or what I think was meant to be, kind of like a consumer-friendly, easy-to-use savings protocol, and, and kind of turns it into a DeFi product. You know, um, and I, I think it, it, it has the potential to kind of break all of these, you know, user-friendly tools that have been built on top of it. The other thing that's maybe less obvious is it also breaks AUST. Um, because now, when you're getting different rates of return, when different users are getting different rates of return, AUS, you don't have this fungible AUST token that could be used in other protocols. So anyway, I'll leave it there. Jimmy, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think, I think the fact that it's going to break a bunch of protocols um, is enough for that proposal to not pass. Like it breaks Orion cross-chain on Ethereum, on Polygon, uh, I think there's like the new Solana Sol AUST or whatever Sol UST that's broken from this. Uh, Kinetic will be broken, perhaps. Um, you know, it's like what Pylon broken. Like all of these protocols that just depend on it on AUST, they basically break immediately, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly, right. And then, and then the other thing that surprised me when I first came to the Terra ecosystem was like. I was so used to joining a farm and be like, oh, okay, like I'm in this farm. It's like 100% APR, APY. It's like, okay, what is that being paid in? Is it being paid in like the governance token or the same token that I use the farm with? And is this APR based on like USD value or is this APR based on like how many more tokens am I getting, right? Um, and when I came to Anchor and I was like, what is this 20% being paid in? And then I read the document and it's like, it's just being paid in UST. You don't have to think about it too much, right? Like no fluctuations in price that you have to worry about or token price that you have to worry. It's a stable coin. 
and all your emissions and all your rewards are being paid in UST. Simple, done. That's Anchor. I agree, right? So I think to Jimmy's point, like a lot of what, like Anchor's great, but I think like where it functions, where we, I, I guess we don't really like fully understand this is I think Anchor in it of itself is a marketing campaign for the Terra ecosystem. And so when you start to add layers of complexity to that, you know, it, it kind of takes away from the discussion of, oh, you're earning, you know, 0.1% in your bank account. Why don't you come to DeFi and, you know, stake your UST for 20%. Now, if you have to get into a discussion of, oh, well, you know, if you want the 20%, you got to lock your ANC tokens for 12 months. And you get into this like long discussion of like all these concepts that are like impossible to explain to people who are new to DeFi. Um, I, I think it really kind of takes away from like the the premise of of anchor. Yeah, and I forgot to mention too, like like all of the on ramps and off ramps that are being built, right? Like Alice and and Cato and like all these other simple to use platforms and apps, like they all depend on Anchor and AUST as well. Like Poppy, I know you, I'm sure you know that like. On, on Alice, they just use like a wrapped version of AUST for, um, you know, all of the all of the funds on their on their app. So that essentially breaks Alice, which is like one of the biggest things that we've been looking forward to to onboard normies to essentially earn this amazing interest rate on their UST. Yeah, I think that's I think that. I haven't I haven't gone back and read the comments lately. I think that's where the the user community is is coming down as well. Um, Bitnate, who's on the anchor team, is the one who's who's like he, he does understand. He, he puts a post out there that like there's definitely some value. Like I think the way there's some value in in like making a commitment to getting the full twenty percent. And I think the way he proposed executing it had something to do with more of like a withdraw fee versus a yield curve so that like like there would be some kind of fee on withdraw and then that would um that wouldn't break the underlying mechanisms that everyone else is working on but it still complicates it right it still complicates it for for like normies and that's ultimately who we're we're trying to uh trying to help out so i like of the two proposals i think the one that feels like kind of a no-brainer is the retrograde money proposal um and the arca proposal i feel like is going to get it, it's going to have some challenges hmm. uh jimmy a little bit of a side note can you show us your your glass again your 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 glass my glass yeah do you have one of those oh, yeah. perfect uh i thought it was one of those perfect it's not perfect anymore Continue. What? Des describe it. No, describe it. You didn't say it. Well, I thought it was one of those like those ice cube um like makers where like you put like the block in and then it turns it into a perfect sphere. And I was like, that's booty. Yeah, I like... respect it. <laughs> it. It was a sphere, but then it broke. It was a sphere. Oh. Yeah. Man, I, my respect <laughs> for you just went from here. Uh, all the way, all the way up here. Not because of the discussion about prism or anything like that. Yeah, no. spherical ice. I'm sure if I understood what we were talking about, my respect already would have been for, like way up there for you, but I didn't. So it's like, it's like man. But now I know you're you're a man who's concerned with the finer things, and that makes me happy. I'm also a man concerned with the finer things. Chateau Diana. <laughs> Chateau Diana, like that. 
How much did you say to that? Poppy, do you have anything meaningful to say? Oh, I was going to add to the anchor discussion, but let's hear about your wine. How much is the case of that? (laughs) Well, I got this at my gas station, my local gas station, for $10. Um, It's something I picked on the way home from the gym. I said, you know what? It's a wine night. This is a wine night. Um, Continue with the anchor discussion. (laughs) So I guess with with the discussion we're having here, um, I, I... well, I do think the, the VE model or the voting locked ANC token does help the ANC price. Um, it doesn't necessarily uh, help the value capture of ANC token, which is quite weak when you look at like the TVL of Anchor and the value capture that's being brought back to ANC holders. Um, and I think like part of the problem there is that a lot of the value that Anchor is generating is is going back to the yield reserve because it's at a point where it's, you know, kind of teetering between sustainable and unsustainable. Um, so I think like a lot of these come into play when you add a lot more or a few more collateral assets to Anchor um, and make it kind of more attractive as a lending market. Um, I think that that needs to be priority number one before kind of like really going down the rabbit hole with some of these proposals. Yeah, because all of the proposals take development, right? And and the number one way on the collateral side is focusing development on, you know, getting this thing, you know, cross chain so that as many types of collateral as possible can be used on it, right? Is that what you're saying? I, I think, like, personally, I think that's where the sustainability of Anchor is going to come from. I don't think it's going to come from, like, a VE token model. Um, although I do agree that that makes sense. Well, yeah, and I agree. And I think I think the idea with the V token model is if you can increase the value of Anchor, then you can increase the borrow, the borrow incentive. And that helps uh, bring more collateral in as well, right? I think it's like – but I think it's not one or. I think it's, it's probably both. Yeah, I mean, I think a like, retrograde play is, I think they're just like, this is just, they're just scratching the surface, right, with, with VANC and their proposal. Um, and if we go back to like their tagline of being like the key to governance or whatever, um, I think Anchor is just like their starting point, right? And I think as our ecosystem grows and like as this X and VX model, and, you know, even for Prism, like we're using more of like, a platypus-esque um, boosting model. Um, it, it's going to become really difficult for the everyday person to be like, oh man, like how much VANC am I going to hold potentially to get bribed or like, you know, to generate um, revenue for that? Like how much X Astro or VX Astro am I going to hold? How much X Prism or how many amps am I going to hold? Um And even like, I think Apollo is coming out with like, I forget what they call it, like ZE Apollo or something like that. Um, Like how much of this am I going to hold and and how much do I have to keep up with? Or do I just hold on, let let, let retrograde do all of like this VX holding and back holding all of this forever. And maybe I'll just hold one token that gives me exposure to all of the governance and meta governance on the Terra ecosystem. Uh, is that where it's headed, do you think? Yeah, yeah. I really do think that that's, that's where they're headed. 
Not so, that yeah. I had a call with him earlier this week or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, to that point, More like, alpha. when you when you think about like other protocols, like going back to like solid decks and solidly, um, how will retrograde accrue ANC token? Are they going to offer like? luna or b luna lending pools that you do through retrograde that accrue anc rewards on anchor that go back into the you know cycle of locking it and you know voting for rewards for b luna like is that how this is going to work or yeah i don't know like i think i think the closest not to say the word again but like this has nothing to do with any of the redacted on terra but there was a redacted cartel on ethereum where essentially like that's what they were doing um you know just diamond handing a bunch of governance tokens and giving you theirs in exchange right through like bonds um like that's one way they could do it but i haven't heard of like what mechanism and what flywheel they're going to provide that allows or like people would want to give them their ink tokens um in exchange for Mm -hmm. something else yeah, like thinking about all this stuff, a non-intern had a thread today and he's like, I forget what it said, but it was something about DeFi 3.0 and a certain yeah. elephant meme comes to mind. I'm not going to go into detail, but I, 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 think, I think that's where this is heading. <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like it can't, the extra value has to come from somewhere, right? Um, I mean, like, I think these models are really interesting and they're innovative, but like, where, where does it go from there? Cause it's just like yield farms on top of yield farms on top of yield farms, incentivizing yield farms. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the layering of it. It'll be interesting to see how they execute that. Jimmy, do you have, <laughs> a, do you have a, a <laughs> Jimmy, do you want to, Jimmy, do I you mean, wanna... I have a quick thing. I have a quick thing. Well, um, so PFC, um, he runs, uh, Ian runs like a validator, right? And I think he, I don't know who made it, but it looks like he created a, uh, like a, like a, I don't know, it's like a, what do you call it? Like GoFundMe, but he did it on Terra, right? And he was sharing that around and you can essentially like create a fund and people can put in funds and they'll promise something and who knows if they'll be held accountable to it. But I just saw that Tix wasn't doing very well. So I created a fund for them and I called it like the Tix funding plan B. So, you know, if you guys go over, I, I don't remember what it's called, but if you guys find it somehow and, you know, send funds to that, I'll send it to the Tix guy. Yeah. God, okay. <laughs> That's good. Poor guys. Oh my gosh. Um, all right. Uh, oh yeah. So <laughs> um, that's terrible. <laughs> um. Um. Uh, so Terracrumbs, if you've lasted this long, Terracrumbs <laughs> is transitioning to Terra Money TV and will no longer be on Terabytes. Uh, that means that we need you, the viewer, at our. <laughs> One hour and 14 minutes to watch our video on ttv instead and continuing to follow us um thank you jimmy for coming on it was a blast i understood everything i am smart <laughs> love you have a great night thanks jimmy see you guys see you. Have a good time. Bye. Bye.